Thundergrunt Podcast Network. When I was about 11, 12 years old, I was in the basement and I was helping clean out the basement as a, as a kid. And I found my parents' record player. And I was like, that's cool. So I pulled it out, I put it in my room, and it was my record player from here on out. I played stuff like Anagata DeVita, The Beatles, Are You Experienced? But what was really cool, I came across this guy named Alice. A guy named Alice. I just thought it was so weird, I'd never listened to it before. And I put on the record. And for the first time, I heard the ballad of Dwight Fry. And I realized, at that moment, how much I really liked horror music. Curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters, a collector of knowledge. Curioso Podcast. Horror bands. Welcome, Curiosos, to the Curioso Podcast. We are here today uh, for another installment in our Crypt Kicker 5 series. Oh, you said it! I got it right this time, huh? So uh, we, we do a episode every single week of Halloween, every single week of October, and this one is all about horror bands. Not horror bands, mind you. Horror. That's what I said, horror bands. Okay. Well, Are you, you making that, fun you of my speech again? Weird Baltimore accent. So. All right, all right. Well, anyway, enough talk between you and me, Joe, because we actually have some other guests here. That's right. Yeah. So uh, we have John. Say something, John. Hey, this is John. <laughs> free State Guitars. Free from Free State Guitars. Free from Free State. He's... <laughs> oh, this is, this is really turning out bad. Crickets. Let's try and pump it up. We have John from Free State Guitars. Hey, I'm John from Free State Guitars. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, again, we have, uh, we have our friend Ron, who happens to be his older brother, Ron Malfi. I'm Ron, and I'm not from Free State Guitars. You're, you're not. You're not. But I'm you have, not. You have to hear crap about Free State Guitars all the time. I, I all the time, <laughs> and I have yet to get a Free State guitar. You'd think <laughs> I'd be the first guy on the list. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, John, we we specifically wanted you to come on because you've been in a horror band. That's right. You have horror band tattoos. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're. Totally, you, man, you're, you're really chatty today. Yeah. Let me tell you. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you some time to see where, you, where you're going with this. Before we recorded, uh, I mean, before we hit record, John's like, bah, 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 bah. he won't shut up. Now we hit record. <laughs> it's like, mm, I can't talk. I gotta, I gotta squeeze him to make noise out I of him. I think, John, you should answer every question as if you're a horror band. <laughs> So, Why but no, but <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I had awesome popcorn. I know this is has an, well, it was popcorn, popcorn. Ho- popcorn, movies, mm. horror bands, horror yeah. movies. 
I say that this is in the vein, but I had some awesome like cheddar jalapeno popcorn that I made. Mm-hmm. And you didn't make it; you just put it in the microwave. Yeah, I made it. He didn't. No, he no. made I it. I made it with you, my own bare hands. No, I pushed the popcorn it. button. God damn it! Yeah, but you didn't make the popcorn. <laughs> but I well, I popped it. How about that? There you go. I you microwaved pre-made. But popcorn. anyway, that's not the point. The point was <laughs> it, it was jalapeno <laughs> cheddar, and it was amazing, and I thought it was really good. It anyway, was, it was very good. Yeah. So, and we haven't we all we've completely eaten it before we even got started. But uh, anyway, <laughs> back to your introduction. So, you're you, I mean you so you know uh, I mean you've always been into horror music, and we thought you would be a good fit for the episode. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm I'm real big into horror music, but a little different genre than what you guys are into. Which is what I think it's, it's really cool is that we're cross-contaminating. You know what I mean? Right. And that's why I really wanted to bring you on because you're, you're, you're a little bit younger than us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're into a lot of the other stuff that we're not into. You know what I mean? So let's get into it, Joe. Definition first. Okay. So what are we talking about? We're talking about a band. Kind of doesn't really matter the genre. Okay. Uh, it could be... You know, rock, metal, punk, goth. Is that you trying to put the who back into it? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I would say, I will pose this to the, the group. A horror band has to have a visual aspect, something dark, you know, something uh, visual to look at while they're on stage playing, whether it's makeup, a stage setup, Effects. Effects. Something where you know, the sort of a visual cue that this is a dark band you're watching. That's, you, know? you have to, it has to be somewhat Halloween-y. Yeah, a bit of Halloween-y. Well, you know? dark, yeah. Yeah, dark. Not, not like the lights are off, but like <laughs> dark as in feeling. Um, and then the music should accompany that sort of, you know, uh, Halloween. The ambanats. Yeah. The, there you the go. what? The ambanats. The ambanats. The ambanats. That's what I said. <laughs> the ambiance. The ambiance. I was okay. joking around. I say things funny sometimes. <laughs> A lot of the times. <laughs> uh, so I, that's my definition. Okay? So I don't really... Genre doesn't matter to me. I believe a horror band should be something visual and auditory that kind of deals with creepiness creepiness yeah old horror movies old sci-fi movies new horror movies and uh, you know terrible things in general you guys agree yeah Yeah. i agree with you (laughs) well i mean it's kind of i think that has to a little more than that i think the aspect of the band itself Mm -hmm. should encompass everything with it has to do with horror well, th- and then the music is kind of the soundtrack for the band or the message they're portraying. What, are you saying the, the members themselves? Well, the members and the band, it's almost, they put on a show and the music is kind of part of the show. Yeah, that's but what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it one should company, th- you know, it shouldn't be like a bunch of dudes in cowboy outfits talking about, you know, grave robbing. You know, that could be creepy though. That could fit. It could. It could. You know what I'm But uh, are we forming a band? <laughs> you always want to start a band. I just learn an instrument and we'll start a band. <laughs> I play a great uh, uh, juice harp. Skin great, doodle. great juice harp. <laughs> I play the flute. <laughs> so okay. So I think basically the what we have zoo. just done is we have now kicked the B52s rock lobster out of any. <laughs> 
you horror always, genre. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but the is thing, there a is scarier that, song than Shiny Happy People? Come on. <laughs> yeah, let's I be know, honest. I know. But I always hear, like, uh, the B-52s, great band. I like them a lot. Mm-hmm. But the, that song, Rock Lobster, I guess it's just because of, Lobster. The, because of the harpsichord or whatever. They're always on Halloween soundtracks. <laughs> but that's... That one specific song, <laughs> Rock Lobster. And I guess serious? it's... Be, yeah. I guess it's because maybe it's supposed to be, like, a horror movie no. kind of thing, right? It's a... It's a real lobster. I saw a narwhal. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's a real. Like what is that? Why is that on every single? Like throw a crap song on there for Christ's sakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't throw Rock Lobster on there if they are not a horror band. <laughs> Take them out of the Halloween soundtrack. Rock please. lobsters are not scary. I know. That's what they're I'm saying. They're very good. Like yeah, they're tasty. <laughs> they're I don't butter. understand. Unless they're a hundred feet long. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's from an old B movie <laughs> called Other oh, Lobster. I, I'd have to look at. I, and I did not. I did not specifically look that up, and I apologize. I'll try and find out. But I, I don't think so. I guess it's just because of whatever the like harpsichord or whatever is in there. It has to be that. It yeah. has to be just because the the tone of the song. And is... maybe the uh, B-52s are still trying to get some money, so they try and sell their songs with the Halloween soundtrack. <laughs> right. Uh, Christmas soundtrack. Uh, Halloween yeah, put soundtrack. Put it on everything. Put it on fucking everything, yeah. <laughs> Easter Bunny. Easter Bunny loves this fucking song. Easter Bunny. Yeah. He eats lobsters, you know. A rock lobster. <laughs> you just went to Crank. <laughs> shredder. <laughs> we'll get your Shredder. Well, he, okay, what's his face is this far away from Crank. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, what is it, Crank. Rob Schneider? But, yeah. yeah. Or Fred Schneider. Fred, Fred Schneider. Schneider is this far away from Crank. <laughs> Seriously. He's a hair away from Crank. <laughs> well, that's crazy because Crank didn't have any hair. <laughs> I thought about being Crank for Halloween one time. I would, you need I would to make be an the awesome robot. Crank. Yes, the yeah. big yeah. bald guy yeah. who will paint Crank on your stomach. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it would totally work. Right? And just, you know what I mean? I just need like those 3D glasses that he wears. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I thought it would be a great Rock outfit. Lobster. But I need everybody else. <laughs> I, need, Rock I need everybody else to to be a ninja turtle around me. You know, not I mean? a problem for me. <laughs> you got just the suit in the car. I do. He's got him chained up. Got it underneath. Look, <laughs> like Superman. <laughs> okay, so no. As far as I can tell, it is just a single uh, put out in 1979. And that's it. There is no Rock Lobster. What month was it put out? B movie. I don't know, man. October. Wikipedia isn't telling me. I try. Get, I try not to do any Wikipedia. Just get caught up. It's like, why is The Wizard of Oz considered a Christmas movie? It's always Christmas related. Is it Christmas related? Yeah. I don't really? think it's Christmas related. At well, all. I mean, it's always yeah, out but... during Christmas. They're always mm. in the Christmas parades. You look at that old movie, uh, A Christmas Story. The, the Wizard of Oz cast is in the... Oh, the yeah, that's right, yeah. I think it might have come out during Christmas when it, in, like, oh. the 30s. And they just, yeah, Man, and they've just been... They've just, like, kept that going for the That's a creepy show anyways. So there's no movie about giant... Uh, Rock lobsters. No, none at all. lobsters? No. I bet you there is. You gotta look. Yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah. looked. I just looked. You're, you're welcome to. <laughs> Jugle it. <laughs> Jiggle it <laughs> with my skin. Well, there zoo. was a, the man who invented Halloween music was named Rod Klobster. That oh, may be. Oh, that is the. <laughs> it's an homage. That to is the. Uh, that's the link. Rod right Klobster. <laughs> Rod Klobster. So, Joe, where where do you think it actually totally starts? Well, hold on. Let's go through some genres first. Some okay. genres. We've got horror punk, psychobilly. Okay. Shock rock. Okay. Which is. Probably the oldest that I can come up with. 
uh, goth and or goth Billy. Mm-hmm. It just sounds weird. It's a thing. Oh, it is a goth thing. Billy. <laughs> death rock, death metal, hardcore kind of can factor into it. Um, dark cabaret and goth metal. You also got spooky core. Oh, see, break yeah. some eggs and that's why we brought yeah. John. There you go. Well, well, that's a different area. That's that was kind of started with Cold Chamber and the the California scene that they came from. Mm. Just a little different. I guess you had the the rap rock metal scene, okay. and then Spooky Core kind of came off that with other bands like Cold Chamber and a little spookier sound. Still mm. hard music at the time, but it w- didn't have any kind of rapping or any kind of stuff in it like that. Right. Kind of with creepy sounds and weird guitar tones and pedals, and so you have that genre. Dark right lyrics there. too. Oh, very dark lyrics. Okay, a lot more screaming. A lot more than, screaming. And yeah, I'd, I'd even say Joe too that you you've missed one, which is like horror rap. There is, yeah. you know what Necro. I mean, like yeah, and uh, my friend Waze. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've I've done a couple of shows with him, mm. and he puts an awesome stage show. Yeah, and you got you twisted, I mean? twisted, all psychopathic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of their yeah, stuff. All, yeah, ICP, basically any of that, yeah. yeah, all of that stuff. Well, it wasn't a, a full, you know, list. I'm just hey, wait, we're just stuff. filling it out. Yeah, we're yeah, filling yeah. out the list, Joe. We're not we're not chiding you for not having on your list. We just would like to round well, it. And I, I believe uh, some ska core would fit in. Some industrial would fit in. I, I'd give you industrial. I don't know. Scott Core. Okay, there's a band. If I saw a man running out at me in a Dracula costume with a trumpet, I'd be like, oh, oh, oh. Wait, there's I want to blow. (laughs) There's a band that I saw in New York many moons ago, many full moons ago, called The Independents. Okay. They are a Scott Core band. Basically, Scott Core is, you know, heavier tones, chunkier guitars, still ska, still upstroke, you know, very, you know, Uh, boss tonesy. Boss tonesy, yes. Right. No, you know? no uh, uh, wind instruments, mind you, but still very ska esque. Okay. And they take the misfits and the boss tones and have some sex with them, uh, and that's the independent. Miss tones. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> <Or> boss fits. <laughs> boss fits. <laughs> Wait, are they, they're from North Carolina, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They were. They were. Yeah. They're all. Yeah. They do awesome. a cover of uh, Danzig's mother. You know. Mm. Oh, um, there it is. And, we saw them in this little tiny dive bar in New York City, and they start uh, that song, traditional, you know, old school, Danzig, you know, and then it's like, one, two, three, and it just goes total Scott core, and it's amazing, and it's, what, That'd be three or four times faster than yeah. Danzig's and version? I think I've seen them, like, three or four times now. Every time mm-hmm. they come to Baltimore, I usually check them out, yeah. and I thought they were really cool till Evil, Evil Presley, who's the lead singer, yeah. hit on my girlfriend at the time. And then I was like, he kind of just <laughs> does that. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Nope. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, if you really would have pressed it. <laughs> You'd be like, okay. He could have gotten pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. So as far as I can find in my research, the history stems back to probably the early 50s. Uh, all the way back to some of the early shock rock acts like Screaming Jay Hawkins, uh, who he was uh, the guy who wrote I Put a Spell on You. I Put a Spell on You. Which was also later covered by Creedence and Marilyn Manson. And tons of other people, yeah. yeah. But one of the, the cool things he did, I think he was doing a Halloween show, and that song was already in the top, you know, 
50 or whatever billboard charts, and this is back in the 50s. So to sort of liven up the show, because it was a Halloween event, he decided to do that show coming out of a coffin, you know, and sort of a, you know, Dracula-esque fashion, because mm-hmm. back then you had people like, you know, Bela Lugosi and Lon Chaney, <laughs> <laughs> who were, you know, they were, they were contemporaries. They were, that was the, the films you were watching. So it became a huge hit, and he did it pretty much every time he did a show. You know, he would do that song, and he'd come out in a coffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was some. Well, people... also one of the things that he did too is he wore like a like a big bone through his nose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I believe he had like you know uh, different like braids in his hair, and, and I believe you know he did wear makeup in it too. Yeah, he had yeah, yeah. Circles around his eyes. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but a lot of people at the time kind of didn't. You know, it was shocking. It was kind of disturbing. You know. Early fifties, you're oh, like, oh, yeah. this is you know, Satan. It's the devil. So that's, well, people thought that rock music was Satan and the devil back then, anyway. True, but you take again music and visuals, and you marry those two. That's a show. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. We even thought Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, with the was gyrating the devil. and the Elvis yeah, and I the mean, pelvis, and which know more and more about him, he pretty much was. I think he still is. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the earliest I can find of. Those things being married on stage, you know, music, uh, which I'll put a spell on you, is not super dark, but it is kind of about voodoo and, and you know, witchcraft. You know, I think for the time, I mean, I mean, it's, it, it's extremely dark for when it came out compared exactly. to what we have now. Obviously, as things go on, it's going to push the envelope a little bit, and right. the next person's going to try and top the next person, and the mm-hmm. next person, yeah, and it's going to go on from there. Exactly. So at the time, you know. Uh, the lyrics, the visuals, they were dark, spooky, and it was kind of the start of, you know, shock rock and horror music, or, or horror bands. Uh, shortly after that, you had, you know, people in the, the 60s, like Screaming Lord Such, which was David Edward Such, and he was a, a British guy. Um, and he would dress up as Jack the Ripper, and throughout his shows, to like kill people and you know very visual visceral and, and the songs were very dark as well well uh to tell you the suit i never heard of him it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good <laughs> where does the uh, do you have the monster mash guy on that list the original monster mash song because it's been covered by a bajillion people by now was bobby quote-unquote boris pickett that's it yeah and the crypt kickers which is kind of what we, you know, this whole Halloween thing we do. It's the Crypt Kicker 5. We do five episodes for, for October. It's an homage to, to that Boris? song. Well, yeah. the, the Crypt Kicker 5. The, the Crypt Kicker 5. It's an homage to that. I always wanted to have a band called that. It was just, Growing <laughs> yeah, up, that was one cool. of my favorite songs, you know. So I f- it, it reached number one on the Billboard Top 100 chart for two weeks before the Halloween of 1962. Right. Okay. Monster Mash did? Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I just love that because it's, you got to assume that they were thinking of, let's, you know, let's cash in on a holiday theme song and, and run this out for it and we'll name our band after it and let's make this be our career. And then they did one song and you got to figure they're going, now, now what? Do we, yeah, yeah. Do we come up with an Easter one or do we continue with the, you know, it's, it's only got so much play. And I well, love that idea. Yeah, but you're talking like, you know, uh, during the 60s, you had a lot of, 
radio music, you know? Well, you have it today, too, but uh, they basically would make a jingle, you know, and that would go to the, the top 100, you know, and, and they would kind of ride that throughout their entire album. Now it's, you know, you, it's a little bit more catered, but uh, during the 60s, yeah, I mean, you had a, you know, a horror movie or a Beach Bunny movie come out, and that was your song, mm-hmm. you know, and it was by a, a group of people that were kind of put together by a studio. Right. It's not a real band, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, it, it's a novelty, Really, yeah, exactly. You know, it wasn't a, a full band creating a song. It was well. That's like this. The Billy Pickett guy. He was basically a. He was a musician, and he did like parodies and stuff like that. Yeah, but he was you a know? studio musician. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he he like I think, like sometime after the the after that song came out, uh, what is it like sixty sixty seven? I think mm-hmm. he was like a disc jockey in L A. for a right. little while and stuff right. like. So I mean, he that's he was just around the industry and he did a few songs and it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, and he had a hit. And you you're know? talking about the the time of the Adams Family was on TV. Right. The Monsters were on TV. Great so, show. Yeah, it was a very kitschy time to kind of cash in on those. The, 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 I mean, the, the themes. The, the, I mean, the, the songs theme, the are horror, horror, yeah, horror. You know what I mean? The, the monster. And it's theme. only it's almost well back then it's like a silly kind of yeah, horror yeah. theme. Yeah. As opposed to the bands that you kind of have now, where everything's mm-hmm. very serious. Yeah, well, well like not, even the shows well, but, you have, like the it, monsters and stuff. I mean, it's that all was for, it's all it's all for the time that it was in too. I mean, right? You, you couldn't do what you do now back in the fifties and the sixties. And imagine if you did. I would say a lot good of it, stuff. I'd well, say a lot a band of it is, tried and it was terrible. I'd say a lot of it is serious, but just like you were talking about uh, when we were talking about horror rap, look at ICP. You know what I mean? They're they're funny. That's what they're supposed to be. But they're also talking about killing people, and you know what I mean, and and, and all the stuff that they do. And then they splash Fago on you. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm well, saying they well, also have their so but their aspect is that their main thing is they're clowns. Yeah, they're killer clowns. So you kind of got to marry both of it, where you have kind of the horror end of like them killing people and doing things, but they also are like. <laughs> There's a fag on you, <laughs> and they throw the clown in there. That's, that's pretty that's, horrific to me. That's their little like take on what they're doing. But then you have another group in psychopathic, which is twisted, mm-hmm. that aren't as ha ha funny. They're more serious, you know, from the grave. So are they still clowns? No, I think they oh, are. Clowns. They are. They're clowns. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're 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 rules. Super serious. They're, they're clowns. <laughs> <laughs> Rich clowns. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking a little bit about Screaming Jay Hawkins, and mm. I wanted to just mention that. Do you know that he has something like 57 love children? Do you know about this? No. Oh, really? Scream- <laughs> he, so he's had, f- I think he passed, when he passed away, it was like, what was it, 92 or something like that? Uh, he was on his like fifth wife. Uh, and He died on his fifth wife? Not necessarily directly on top okay, of her. Okay. Okay. But um, so, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. 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 So when he, he fifty two kids away, before he died. After he died, he had another fifty two kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> Incubation period. <laughs> right. Screaming Jay. Okay. So uh, he claimed to have more than fifty children. Uh, they think it's somewhere between fifty and seventy five kids. Chihuahua. So yeah. Yeah. 
most of them are love children, but he, like, on his first wife, he had, like, three kids. His second wife, he had, like, three or four. Like, he just kept on racking them up. And then, I mean, <laughs> the, the man needed... I like he, how he claimed 50. Nowadays, people are like, I don't think any of those are mine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know, right? But, I mean, you know, maybe... maybe Maybe take the bone out of your nose and also the bone out of everywhere else, too. You know what I mean? Right. Or wrap it up something. Yes. You know what I mean? Put it in a coffin. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Maybe exactly. his bone but put a spell on him. He didn't know what was going on. But, yeah, when he passed away, he had he had something like 50-some kids. And now all of his illegitimate children <laughs> mm-hmm. are starting to get together and have, like, family reunions so they can all meet up with each <laughs> wow. other. Yeah, yeah. It says, so what, a bunch what is of this bastards. It's a horror show. <laughs> yeah, so he they're all trying to get together to, to, to find out, you know what I mean, who's actually, you know. And, and, and no, I don't think anybody's ever done any, any actual, like, testing. DNA testing or whatever. They're just kind of going off of... Hey mom, where where where's the, where were uh, you in yeah, 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 1968? Yeah, you know what I mean. So I was watching a screaming Jay Hawkins show. I was in a, I was in a coffin. <laughs> I also wanted to mention that coffin uh, was coffin. <laughs> uh, he was also in the movie Stranger Than Paradise. It was a Jaramouche, Jaramouche. We do the Fandango. Jim Jaramouche. Yeah, Jarmouche. Jarmouche. That's what I said. Jaramouche. <laughs> <Not> Jaramouche. <laughs> <laughs> that goddamn right. Baltimore accent. I don't even know. <laughs> Jeremouche. <laughs> oh my god! What? I see nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> that sounds like a good piece of pie. What's a tiramisu? Some Jeremouche. <laughs> right. No, it's, it's like a Greek you doing? <laughs> olive wrapped thing, you know. A little tzatziki. Some gefilte fish, tabbouleh, and some Jeremouche. <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) This is Diane. And this is Denise. Of the History Goes Bump podcast. And when we aren't regaling people with our tales of haunted historic places, we are satisfying our curious appetites with the Curioso podcast. Since we're kind of talking about like the 60s and we're talking about horror bands there, in 1969, a 16-year-old Vincent Furrier, who yeah. winds up later on being Alice Cooper, uh, he wanted to start a local, he wanted to go into a local talent competition, mm-hmm. but none of his friends knew how to play any instruments. Sounds so, about right. Yeah, so they, so they dressed up like the Beatles, and they basically sung to Beatles songs and acted like they were playing the instruments. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Everyone it's called lip syncing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then, so basically after that, he was like, okay, we totally need to actually learn how to play these instruments. <laughs> right. It was like a little bit of Wild Stallions thing going yeah. on, you know what I mean? But so they actually <laughs> learned... Go back inside for some reasons. <laughs> Is there a phone booth in there? <laughs> no, what? Aren't so, they doing a tour now? Anyway, I think so. I think yeah, they are. Awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So they eventually, uh, awesome. they eventually named their band the Spiders, and they've had a couple of different incarnations. They were the Spiders, and then eventually they were the Naz, and then they found out that, uh, that uh, Todd Rungan also had a band called the Naz. Got so it. and that was like in '68. So they just kept on, they just kept on performing. You know what I mean? And mm. and changing their name. So eventually they started, 
they kind of they were trying to figure out like what was the most inconspicuous name, mm-hmm. you know, and they were they were like, uh, you know, it, and also there's been some speculation that possibly they got the name Alice Cooper from a Ouija board. Call oh. back to the Ouija board episode, mm-hmm. but that's actually not where it came from. They just kind of somebody spouted it out, and they were like Alice Cooper. That sounds like a nice young housewife's name, something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where they got the name. And then uh, they thought that possibly the, 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 they used to be all into horror movies, and that's where all of this came from. Right. So they saw James Mansfield in the. Jane Mansfield. Yeah. What is it? Whatever happened to Baby Jane? <laughs> mm hmm. So where she was crying and all like the makeup was like yeah, caked yeah, and like yeah, coming yeah. down her face. And Alice, or, you know, he was just kind of like, that's freaking that's, awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why he started doing the makeup that he did. And that was, that's the. In the, in the album that I had, it was his two eyes. He would flip it open, the big, gigantic, yeah. you know, 33s. It was both his eyes on there with just the makeup caked down his face. Right. So then they continued to, to Good perform. Good thing you didn't use the later Mansfield picture when she got her <laughs> yeah. yeah. off. <laughs> well, and then they continued to perform, you know, and uh, they, they just started doing these, like, crazy stage shows. They had, like, an old, they had, like, a shop teacher that was a friend of theirs when, they, you know, when they graduated high school. Mm-hmm. He was really into, like, you know, just making weird, bizarre, like, things. things. Yeah. and uh, Sculptures and stuff. Yeah, and he, uh, he actually made a guillotine so he could cut watermelons. Nice. So Alice was like... Um, can we can we make one of those? And he was like, Yeah, sure. So they made it in like the shop and like. So Professor Gallagher let them use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The so. first uh, Chopomatic. <laughs> so what was really cool is that they had a really completely unsuccessful gig at the Cheetah Club uh, in Venice, California. Mm. And uh, for after performing for about ten minutes, they literally cleared the entire area of wow. any any patrons whatsoever <laughs> which i think us in wasted city have actually <laughs> done that before times. right our old band <laughs> yeah so but yeah they totally cleared it out but uh eventually uh you know they, they it was they it was uh the manager shep gordon he saw him and he was like you know this is this is absolutely amazing i have to bring this to somebody who is into really terrible music so he was he a horrible it. businessman yeah, I know. so, so <laughs> cleared out my whole place let's bring these guys back yeah, exactly. so what they did was they brought him to frank he brought him to frank zappa because he was starting of course he yeah. was you know what i mean he was yeah, bringing yeah. burgeoning you know his his uh his music empire at the time so mm. Frank met up with him and said, okay, well, meet me at 7 and you can play some music for me. So, Need more glockenspiel. <laughs> so, so the band was like, okay, cool. So they showed up at 7 a.m. and like started setting up and like woke up with them like tuning instruments and stuff. And he was like, what, what the... What the hell's going on? Like, he woke up, and they're, like, playing music at, like, 7 in the morning. Uh, and he was like, you kids have spunk. Basically was like, well, you know, you showed up at 7 a.m. to play rock and roll music on my front lawn like a bunch of idiots instead of showing up at 7 p.m. You know what I mean? So Seven-year sure. contract. Yeah, so yeah. So they basically, they signed him up. Exactly. So, and then uh, then they started hanging out with an all-female band called the GTOs that were also on uh, Frank's mm-hmm. label. Mm-hmm. And they started dressing them up, you know, and doing all kinds of crazy stuff with their hair and everything else. And that's yeah. where they really kind started of their, li- their look solidified, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I've seen Alice Cooper. Well, I, I saw him when he opened his restaurant in Colorado. So it wasn't the full. Oh, what's the hot dog named? I, it's like the big ass dick or something. Like that. <laughs> 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 it's ridiculous. Yeah, Cooper Snooper. No, it's like a big ass Johnson or something. Yeah, yeah. Because I've 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 seen him on like the you know what is the one with uh, Adam. 
whatever <laughs> Adam Richmond. Adam Richmond and yeah. where he goes to like different restaurants mm-hmm. yeah. and he went up met up with Alice Cooper but yeah. yeah I mean what is he Alice Cooper just plays golf now yeah just plays golf. I saw Alice Cooper a couple of years ago oh yeah and, and I saw they him too. um yeah. they opened for I believe it was Rob Zombie. Oh, nice. Yeah, Should the Halloween. Well, they what they were doing was they were both co-headlining, so each date they would uh, switch. Yeah, and I, I actually saw... I saw. Uh, it was actually... Alice Cooper, I thought it was... It was they were better than Rob Zombie, so... And, I, and I I'm can a, see and that. I'm a, I'm a big Rob Zombie fan. I'm a big uh, white zombie fan. Well, they yeah. play, well, I'm a big John 5 fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that comes into Manson, that's later. Yeah, but, I know, yeah. But I'm a big John 5 fan, and not... He, I mean, they did some White Zombie and stuff like that. Mm. That, but Alice Cooper, man, he was his band was great. Mm. He was on point. The stage show was great. Nice. It was he put on a really good show. See, I've never seen the full like the Cooper show. And I think his daughter was even uh, in it. She was one of the nurse that come out and, like shoot him up with like these big syringes and all yeah, that stuff yeah. and mm-hmm. dancing around and but I mean he's also had like he's had like a horror comic book which was yeah. kind of I'm not sure who wrote it but it was very akin to like the stuff that uh Neil Gaiman writes you mm-hmm. know and I don't know if he specifically wrote it but I just remember he it was kind of like the, similar yeah very similar yeah. in tone so I mean he's done a lot of stuff you know yeah I mean and put out a lot of albums in fact I just listened recently listened to an interview with him on the Nerdist. Mm-hmm. And he is—he was—he's basically, you know, going around to all the. Th- I mean, I don't know why he didn't come on our show, but he's been going around to a whole bunch of different podcasts and places to talk about uh, this new band that he has started now called the Hollywood Vampires. Oh and, yeah. And this is all about like you know you know you know in California he'd be hanging out on the strip with different people and they they would go to different dive bars. And they would meet up with just all these different musicians, and mm. they were called the Hollywood Vampires, and they were just like the, mm. old, you know, the older guys that you know would teach him things about you know playing and stuff like that. And mm. uh, so he's starting, and I forgot who else is in it, but it's like him and uh, I think Johnny Depp is in the band. Okay. It's Al- Alice Cooper, Johnny Depp, and well, like a I few mean, other people. Depp has been playing guitar for a very long time. He's yeah. a drummer, isn't he? He's, no, he's a guitarist. He's he a actually guitar played with Manson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's owned the Viper Club in, in LA yeah. for uh, what since the late '80s, early '90s. You know, so he's kind of been in the music realm. Mm-hmm. Maybe not forefront, you know, uh, but yeah, he's been in there. So I yeah. can understand that. And a little so, knowledge. Chip to throw in there, Johnny Depp and Marilyn Manson became friends years and years ago before when Marilyn Manson was still Brian Warner in a sitcom. Hmm. And Marilyn or Brian Warner was uh, was in it, and all you see is like the side of his face for a little bit, and he played an extra, and that's really? when they what's became the, friends. What's the, what's the sitcom? I can't think of exactly what it is. Is it a sure sitcom or what? Well, Johnny Depp was in uh, uh, 21 Jump Street. That's, that's exactly yeah, 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 what it yeah. was. It was 21, 21 Jump Street. Jump Street and so it's, and it's, Manson was an extra in it. Oh, nice. And that's where nice. they became friends, and they always talked about doing music. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then they finally, on his last album he put out, Johnny Depp plays guitar on it. Oh, that's nice. pretty cool. It's, well, it's, uh, who's the guy who did the, the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, who played Freddy? Oh, it, Earl Haley. What, I can't think of it. It's a three-name name. Earl, yeah, yeah, yeah. James Earl Haley or something. He yeah. was, like, buddy-buddy with Depp way back in the day. They, like, lived together. Huh. Uh, one of Depp's first feature-like films was Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They both went for the audition. <laughs> Depp got it. Uh, or Earl Haley, whatever his name is, what, 25, 30 years later, he, he becomes Freddy. Freddy. That's cool. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. 
Yeah. So, but I mean, that's how Hollywood is. You know, the sort of incestuous, nepotist thing that Hollywood does. Um, well, I think since you know, since Cooper started in the '60s and then you know kept on going through the '70s, and that's when he really yeah. got his fame. And well, that's when I think he he solidified the act. Yeah. That is Alice Cooper. Yeah, the stage show where you you know you had the 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 you know the fake blood all over the stage. Mm-hmm. You had the guillotines, just like you're talking about the syringes, the giant skulls, and yeah, the, you yeah. know the craziness. For I mean, for me, I think Alice Cooper pretty much is the start of your shock rock or your horror rock and roll modern. And, and well, yeah, for, but I think he like he brought it to the next level that we know at like it as of today. It, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he kind of. He he kind of controlled that whole thing, and now you have stems off of him of different bands doing their things. Whether you have White Zombie or Rob Zombie, who are big fans, Marilyn Manson, who's a big fan of his, mm-hmm. um, different you know subgenres and different groups that come off of that that are into that, and it all kind of leads back to Alice Cooper. Right. Well, I I would pose that a little band called the Misfits is also hugely, hugely, immensely responsible for horror bands existing. Uh, you're talking 1977, when the band first formed. Um, and it's, you know, a little tiny town in New Jersey. And it's a bunch of Jersey kids getting together and basically forming a punk band. And if you listen to any old, early Misfits, it does not sound punk. It's, it's like an organ, mm-hmm. a bass guitar, and a drummer. You know, and you're like, this oh, is, well, they're, this they're definitely punk. very creepy. <laughs> but that's the thing. They took all their inspiration from old 50s, yeah. you know, horror B-movies, you know, and even the makeup and the, the sort of stage persona didn't actually really happen until a, a few years later. You know, they did, you know, tons and tons and tons of gigs, and it took them a long, long time to actually, their, their first show at, at uh, CBGB's up in New York, <laughs> no one showed up, you know. Billy yeah. was like, uh, no. <laughs> You're not playing here, you know. So they went to a different state, and you know, boom! They all of a sudden they were a thing. Um, so it really depends on your time and your placing for what you're doing. And with a band like that, where they were, how would you describe early Misfits? It's like primal, gritty, you know, uh, punk. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think even is, even the Misfits themselves talk about it that. <laughs> they weren't very good musicians, and that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, and, and most punk, they was, like, that was, yeah, that was yeah. the kitchen punk. They like to punk. play it, and I think I, I'm not huge into Misfits. Mm-hmm. I I respect them and I appreciate them. I'm actually more into Wolf von Frankenstein, the, Doyle, Doyle, his yeah. new band Doyle, mm-hmm. which their new album Abominator is awesome. But yeah. that's a lot heavier and a lot different than the Misfits. Right. But he had a good quote in there, and he said. I'm not one of those guys like Eddie Van Halen who could pick up and play a guitar and, mm-hmm. you know, and do all these solos. He's like, I know a few chords. He's like, but I write catchy ass shit right. that people like, and exactly. that's all that matters. And you, to, and you could hear it in his in his playing and stuff. Yeah. And he was actually he was asked a roadie. To, he was a ro- well, he was a brother, I think, of one of them. He's Jerry Only's brother. So, and he was asked to join. And right, Jerry to fill Only in. and Glenn Danzig were the founding members. Uh, back in 1977, um, a few you know a few shows later, uh, the guitar player that they had was a no show one time when they were going into a studio. Uh, Doyle, just because he was around them all the time as sort of you know 
somebody's brother helping him carry gear, you know, this sort of, you know, DIY punk kind of thing. Uh, he knew all the songs pretty much by heart, but his playing skills, not so good, you know, kind of Ramones level, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, not that's a bad thing with Ramones, but they had a certain style, all downstrokes, you know, very fast, and that's how he played. So basically, the, the guitar player they had at the time um, didn't show up for a recording session, and Glenn basically said, well, you know, Doyle's here. He knows him. He'll play it. And from there, he was the guitar player. Well, here's a little, another little fact to throw in there is Doyle actually works in his, I think his dad owns a woodworking shop, mm-hmm. and Doyle builds his own guitars. So that yeah, falls yeah. in with Free State Guitars yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Is yeah. He, um, he actually he builds his own guitars, and yep. he... A lot of them actually he does out of carbon fiber because he plays so hard and he smashed them oh, that he yes, was breaking he a lot of yeah. them. Uh, I, I, I saw the mis- I've seen the Misfits I don't know how many times. I remember one time uh, I actually was BSing with Jerry only for almost an hour. And most of the things he wanted to talk about were baseball. <laughs> but I did get to talk to it's him. It's always about, disappointing when you meet. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, the, you know. You were like, Jerry only. He was like, no, it's only Jerry. God. He's like, you know, the, the Yankees are going to go. And I'm like, what? What are you? Who the fuck are you? He's, he was just tired of talking about music, man. I never, know. Never well, meet I, your heroes. I never finally asked, I, you know, at the time I was super heavy into, like, bass, still am. But uh, I, I asked him flat out, I'm like, what, what, what pedal, what sound do you use to get that noise out of your bass? Like, it's awesome. It's like, this amp's been broken since 1977. <laughs> no, no. Basically, he told me that uh, all of his bases are hardwired. There, there's no volume, there's no tone, there's no nothing. Once it's put in, you know, once you put your cable into the, the, the base, mm-hmm. it is on. So there's no, no messing with it. So the pickups that, that he uses, the strings that he uses, I actually used to buy the Jerry-only Misfits, you know, double wound nickel, you know, DR or what are they? uh, Dean Mark Diadero. Oh, he's on Diadero. Yeah, yeah. Um, But they were like super heavy duty. You could beat the shit out of them, and like they still hold up. Um, Yeah, because that's how they played. You know, they played really hard, really fast, and uh, yeah, it was. uh, So I went home after talking to Jerry only. And decided to like rewire my, my base. <laughs> 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 I was like, well, Jerry only does it. I can I, do it too. I got time for this. And then yeah. when you were finished, you were like, and only Jerry. It, no, I plugged it in. It was like, fucking asshole. But oddly, he had a newfound appreciation for baseball. I was like, fucking asshole. For baseball. What are the Yankees up to now? Click, click, click. I'll put this aside and watch baseball. That's how it happens. <laughs> but I really think that, uh, especially the music, those guys, I mean, their stage show didn't get ridiculous, sort of cartoony until after the, the band broke up and reformed uh, with the, one of my other favorite misfit singers is Michael Graves. Uh, they put out one solid kick-ass album. Um, I know, I think... That album, I, like I said, I'm not big into American Misfits. Nightmare. Yeah, but 
there might be one song on there like Crimson Ghost or something yeah. like that. Yeah. is awesome. It's a rad album. The dig, whole the, dig up, well, it is dig up her good. bones. I really like. No, a lot that, too. that whole album I can yeah. listen to that, all the yeah, way through. Actually, the different when I heard that album, mm-hmm. I didn't realize almost how radio friendly. Oh, it and is catchy. Like it's almost like if the Beach Boys put on Misfits makeup. Exactly. They had their their grunge and their kick to it, but the songs were written. I couldn't. I was They're very hooky shocked. As hell. Very hooky. Hooky. Very well written. I yeah. was very shocked. Even like some of their older stuff. I mean, I mean, sure they had some straight up like punk rock, like mm-hmm. re- like hardcore kind of songs. Like you had like Demonomia and like mm-hmm. Green Hell, which are just like. You know what I mean? They're but they're hardcore punk. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of their songs are, you know, just like when we were talked about our, our Ramones episode. Die, 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 my darling. That's yeah. so hooky as hell. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of their songs are, have a little bit, sometimes have rockabilly in it, sometimes just mm-hmm. have like surf, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. in it, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So, I mean, you definitely could tell that they have a lot of, a lot of influences. Well, it's, it's, I mean, Danzig and Jerry, they were into that whole like 50s doo wop. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and the '50s retro, you know, horror sci-fi B movies that were out when they were kids. Well, you know, it, it really influenced. And we yeah. didn't even discuss this, but a lot of those, a lot of the reason why this all came about during this time period mm-hmm. was between the '50s and the '70s. You had these horror hosts. Yes. So the oh, horror yeah. hosts play into this just like, mm-hmm. ju- I mean, so much. Uh, so you had like around here we have what's his name? And you, uh, Ron, you probably. See him all the time, Count Gordeval. Gordeval, I know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's our. Let me out. He's uh he's the, our local like one guy from from DC. Right. You know that 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 did that. But you know you had uh v- Vampira, the mm-hmm. original Vampira, and then of course probably the the most known one is uh, Elvira. Elvira. Right? Oh yeah. I mean you know being oh, kind yeah. of a, a bit Vira. of a Vampira. Sven Gulli, I mean, you know, Sven but still, yeah. but you yeah. have, I mean, you had tons of these guys that were like local hosts, and a lot of them were like, a lot of them were just like the weatherman, mm-hmm. who for extra cash would like run over real quick, you know what I mean? After getting, you know, after doing the eleven o'clock, you know, weather news, run over real quick, get makeup done, and come out and be like blah blah to do like the a midnight showing, the midnight movie. How you great know, were those, movie. man? How great were those? They were awesome. Oh. And then remember like the Saturday morning creature features that happened like in the like, yeah. early mid eighties. Like it, it kind of remember yeah. they tried to revitalize that back in like the what was it the late. 80s, early 90s with, Are you with talking about Ronda like, with USA Up All Night. Up, up, yeah. All Night. Oh, right? right? And Gilbert Godfrey was on it too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was where I first found out about Gilbert Godfrey and <laughs> and I still don't like him to this day. Because uh, what was her name? What was that Ronda girl's name? I don't know, but Ronda, he replaced her yeah. and I am very unhappy about it. But I, I watched a lot of like Slime Ball and Bolorama. Oh like, yeah, terrible, oh, yeah. terrible. Yeah. All the all the old trauma films. Oh, yeah. yeah, Toxic yeah. Avenger. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Romeo I mean, and Juliet. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously those. we have an appreciation for all these old horror movies too, well, which is why we're into horror bands. And, and that's what I'm saying. So, it's like you take the you know the affinity that we have for horror movies, and you put it you know before the interweb, you put it before cable TV, you put it for before all of that junk when. It was a thing. It was a treat to go see, you know, a midnight feature at a drive-in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And well, that also, I mean, that brings you back, you know, with technology and everything. 
when you're younger, you're looking at a Victoria's Secret catalog, and that's the greatest thing you get. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, kids are like, Psh, go right to the porn and just start looking on the internet. <laughs> the you know what I mean? Oculus Rift. Yeah, oh, so you're, shit, you're, look you're, at that movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you so, know? And you're just like, everything, you know, so for these bands like Misfits and things, yeah. when they came out and they were doing that, this is like, holy crap, look at these guys doing exactly. this crazy stuff. And well, and this is the, the... And then that's where your cult followings and your your fans and all these people come. Right. I watch these horror movies mm-hmm. and I dig this band because movies and music go hand in hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and you're, it's, just, it's just a way of life. So you have people who are watching certain movies, listening to certain bands, and you mm-hmm. get like a little cult following with that. And then they start to become bigger. Uh, Personally, I out of the bands, and I I think there's a big difference between West Coast music and East Coast music. Yeah, and I feel that like the Ramones, I I really don't listen to at all. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really care for them that much. The Misfits, I was never really big into, but as I got older, I started to appreciate their music, right? The writing of it and different right. things. Like you, uh, you're talking about Michael Graves and all mm-hmm. I, that album he put. I mean, that was. That was great. Yeah. The song the songwriting on there blew me away when I first heard it. I couldn't believe it was them, you know. But you know, like as we were saying, it, it has, goes hand in hand with the movie culture and all that. And then mm-hmm. back in the day, a Victoria's Secret catalog would do wonders for you. Today <laughs> kids are so immune to that, like, ah, so what's the next bigger, better thing yeah. can song, right, you know? Right. I mean and it just it, keeps going. But you gotta think, like, even after the Misfits broke up in what, eighty three, mm-hmm. the the original mem well, okay. Call back to our Guar episode. The Misfits uh, band list, the people that have been in and out of that band, uh, is pretty extensive. You yeah, know, the yeah really I think I'm playing guitar for them next week. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, think, exactly. I mean, I know like Marky Ramone was in there for a while for drumming, a while, yeah. and like I mean, there's just there's they have tons of members. Yeah, so many darn people with you know all these. But any band that's been around for a long, a it, long time. I mean, yeah. Okay, so I want to let me just. I really want to get this in here real quick because yeah. a contemporary of the Misfits uh, that actually, I mean, came out with an album within the, almost the same year or so is is the Cramps. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lux Interior. I was just, oh, I was waiting for you to bring them up. Good right. God, I love the Cramps so bad. And let me let me just throw out just like a few of their like songs, right? So you know, Joe, we were kind of talking off air for a minute. Yeah. About you know you were like, well, go ahead, go ahead, give, but, give your argument. Okay. The cramps to me musically, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see the the dark imagery, the the sort of horrorness of them. Yeah, um, uh, I didn't. I've never seen a stage show. I've never. You know what I mean? So, Joe, it, their very first show that they played was at an insane asylum. Okay. They they played for the the insane specifically. Like they're very pretty first. much. He wore like a diaper on stage, and that was pretty much it. No, yeah, it was yeah. Yeah. well, I mean, and he looked <laughs> well, yeah, okay. he looked a little bit like Lux and Terry looked a little bit like a zombie anyway too. When but I, I mean, whenever he I hear the name, years, right? the Cramps, yeah. I for some reason I always associated with Rocky Horror Picture Show. Well, I, I I don't I, that I movie don't came know out in why, the seventies, but I I kind of. I don't know if it's like the cramps logo well, you know with the what? lips or whatever it, they have. It, probably, I don't it know. probably is because it the, the if you take a look, look at the, the the way the logo's written, it's in that very like it's the same kind of style as the, the way font. the Misfits font and the Rocky Horror Picture Show is the, written. The 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 old they only had three 50s. fonts back then. I yeah, think. well, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> one was, was called impact. horror. It was <laughs> impact, blood, 
and you know maybe Roman. Dri- drippy or extra drippy <laughs> but they <laughs> exactly. but they had you know songs like bikini girls with machine guns that's one of my favorites the mm. human fly i was a teenage werewolf yeah. i mean it just it just goes on but it, you know sunglasses after dark i mean all mm-hmm. kinds of really awesome songs the surf and dead of course they d- redid surf and bird and i mean you know fever mm-hmm. you know so they've redone a lot of good songs but they they were basically the the start of psychobilly Exactly. So that's what we, you know, I kind of want to try and do a, at least a, a band for every kind of genre. Mm. So I want to talk a little bit about each one of them. But the cramps are definitely one of my favorites. And 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 I had like a cramps patch on my my old party jacket. You know what Did I mean? Did they ever yeah. work with George Romero? Uh, no, that was the misfit. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so, I mean, regardless. Well, the misfits are definitely, <laughs> I would say... A little higher up on the chain than the cramps. Yeah. Uh, Music-wise, notoriety-wise, and people that they're working with, the cramp. I mean, and there's also bands we're not even touching on that oh, no, are all a- along this whole genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, I'm just, you know, I'm just I, trying to. And you yeah. were also talking about, uh, you know, East Coast versus West Coast. I mean, in in the in the West Coast, you had, uh, you know, all these. Uh, what, what was the what was the one that you were talking about, Joe? It was uh, Death Rock. Mm-hmm. Right, the one genre, death rock. I mean, you're talking like Grey Forty Five, uh, Christian Death. They had all all of these bands come out of of L.A. that were these you know horror bands. Basically. Well, wasn't that like the, yeah, it was like mid '80s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking like like between '75 and like '79 and '85, mm-hmm. or when all those bands really kind of hit off. But they, yeah. you know, they didn't really stick to just the area, but they were. Kind of like the bridge between punk rock and 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 goth, you yeah. know what I mean? They were like really where it started. It, it, it's kind of like it expanded, like when the Millennium Falcon goes into hyperspace. Mm. That's where it kind of like started what the expanding an into Falcon. Yeah, that's where it like expanded <laughs> into goth. But you know, bands like that, as well as as well as uh, the Misfits, they started kicking off you know stuff in the mid to late eighties. Uh, band like uh, like bands that were originally just kind of punk rock bands like mm-hmm. the damned they was kind of had like a bit of a tinge yeah. of of you know of that kind of like horror you know well, I think also the east coast bands on, with the west coast I think the east coast bands were a little more dirtier and grittier yeah yeah and a lot of them obviously from New York New Jersey that dirty gritty yeah. street thing is to where you yeah, had your yeah, west yeah. coast bands who had the the horror the goth but were almost a little more glittery yeah, like yeah. flamboyant with things, well, or, yeah, or talking, brought on this, you're, and you're talking their upbringing was more of the you know, Sunset Strip, or, yeah, or, Sunset, or that whole Hollywood feel, Hollywood disco. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that was a big. And over in, in New York, you're talking like hippie. Yeah, know, well, uh, you know, more street, more it, open city than exactly. you got. You so know, yeah, a different kind of upbringing, it's a different, different vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Which uh, it comes out in the different. Bands and the di- and I mean that's why I like I like a lot of West Coast so I like a lot mm. of East Coast but you could definitely feel a difference I mean even in bands mm. today oh yeah come out. De- yeah certainly but I, I really wanted to talk I mean I really feel like okay so you had like the Sex Pistols and stuff like that over in England but like I, I always mm. feel like the Damned really gets the shaft when you're talking about like punk rock. You know what I mean? They, right. they never, because they were right there at the very beginning with the Clash. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. but uh, so they did a tour with 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 the Misfits. The Misfits came over and they were starting to do a, a lot of really good, you know, smash it up. You know what I mean? A lot of really good songs. Mm-hmm. And when the Misfits showed up and they were going to tour together, it's kind of like a horror, you know, like a horror band kind of tour. Right. So immediately upon showing up, Glenn Danzig 
like winds up getting into a fist fight with skinheads <laughs> and then gets jailed like immediately yeah. like goes to jail like do not you know what I mean? Do not yeah, pass uh, pass the castle. The mystery is always getting beat up or getting in fights. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so He's they got short guy syndrome. Yeah, there was this thing where they were in. You talking New about the Orleans. video where he got knocked out? No, no, by they a fan. were in New Orleans <laughs> way back in the day, like late seventies, and they were supposed to do this show. And uh, the night before the show, uh, they wanted to go see some of the graveyards in New Orleans, and apparently. They were in there illegally and all got locked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, basically Glenn's mouth, you know, they could have just said, oh, we're sorry, and walked away. But they started, you know, basically an argument and got locked up, you know. And that kind of seems to happen quite a bit to those guys throughout their career. Even when Danzig did his solo stuff or, you know, other bands like Sam Hain and, and, and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh <sighs> Sometimes he seems like a nice guy, and sometimes he just seems like a jerk. Yeah. You know? Well, it's on the thing, but what do you guys feel about the plasmatics? I've never heard of plasmatics. I, I've heard of them. I've just we, never listened to them before. Yeah. That, well, they're a big, I mean, influence for the whole punk and kind of crazy, outlandish... Um, Sort of Zappa, uh, Captain Very weird. And I believe, if I don't sound like an idiot, I believe it's Wendy O. Williams who was the singer for them. Okay. I, I think she's so a big influence for a lot of people. And uh, I just, I figured since you guys are really into that punk, I mean, that's a big thing. Yeah, but you know what? There's so many. Okay. So just doing research for this, right? I found so many different bands that I, I mean, like I'm talking. Okay. So I was always into, I, there's even like a, there's so many different bands, you know what I mean? You just can't listen to them well, all. Even and like the plasmatics, I've never, I've never listened sub-genres? to them. I've never listened to like the germs, which I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would be like, what the hell? But I've just never listened to them before. <laughs> right. But you know, uh, Tiger I was, Army, The Undead. Like, I, oh, I, I love Tiger Army. Exist. Well, the reason why I was bringing up the plasmatics is because Army. now you're bringing a female front woman into it who right. wore tape over her nipples and wore mm-hmm. these black leather dominatrix things and was just crazy with pink hair and chainsaws on stage. Right, right. Well, that's a, you know, that's, to me, that's that's another whole aspect of it, kind of touching on with it from a female point of view. And Right, right, but you have to understand. Well, the, like, they're also the lead singer from Grey 45 was also another female, too. And there's, right. there's another band during the, uh, I believe it but was... But did she have nippy tape? I, I don't <laughs> believe so. No, she was a nippy little bit tape. more... A little bit more of a like corset kind of girl. Butcher Babies, the two female oh, yeah. front women who sing for that, when they first started their career, were wearing nipple tape mm-hmm. because they were were big fans of Wendy O. Williams, and then they stopped doing that. There's Andy. Remember when Andy sent me that link and he said yeah. he was in a new band? Yeah. Well, they um they do that with the uh, nipple tape, but they stopped doing it because they think it takes away from. They wanted to get it, also, it also hurts the nipples. Yeah. <laughs> See, well, and then you go to like the industrial side of that, and you have like the genitorturers. You know what I mean? Uh, which is very industrial, gothy, but also very horror laden. And you know, the, the stage show is kind of sadomasochistic. You know, mm-hmm. so every single genre, whether it's 
goth punk industrial punk you know uh, well this metal. is what brings us back to you keep pushing the envelope it's no more Victoria's Secret catalog exactly yeah, yeah you know, exactly yeah well I mean I, I'd like to mention uh, what is it Nick Fiend from Alien Sex Fiend yeah oh right? man yeah because if that guy hasn't had surgery to make him look like an actual zombie mm-hmm. then I mean I, he actually so he has a it's song all the real, yeah it's, it's all no Photoshop he has this a song uh, the, the song he has the, the the big one is Now I'm Being Zombified mm-hmm. which like the I, I was actually playing it when Sam was in the tub the other night, just kind of getting ready. Like, listen, I was giving a, a tub bath, and I'm, you know, he's in there, and he's like, I, I, I'm starting to feel zombified. And he gets up out of the tub, and he goes like, starts to walk across the tub, and I'm like, well, Sam, you're not zombified. You're not. Please just sit down. You're naked. Please oh, just get yeah? back in the tub. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's what landed him the gig with um, who? Sam? Or? No, no, no. For, uh, what's his face? Uh, for that movie they did with uh, Edward actually, Furlong. Actually, I, I looked that up. That yeah? is actually not him. So, that's a different actor. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my so God. It's called, the movie like is called Brain Scan. Brain Scan. That's yeah. A, yeah. So, oh, I know Brain Scan. Do you know you Brain Scan? So with the, the, the disc? Dude, yes. <laughs> the, guy, the, the guy, and I believe he's like, what is he? He's like the, the, fr- the trickster is his name. Right, so the trickster was the guy from Brain Scan, and Nick Fiend looks exactly freaking yeah. like that guy. Yes, he and does. I got to tell you the truth, um, Lux Interior isn't far behind. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Lux he, Interior looked like he was dead about a decade before yeah, he actually yeah, died. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, just wanted to mention again the Dand. All right, so you because I just he keeps yeah, throwing in bands him, that he man. said I never really listened to, right? But they're right, in there. Right. No, I, I really okay. like the Damned, and Dave Vanian is awesome, and he always dressed like a like a you know like a just like a with the fangs, you know what I mean? Looked like Dracula up on stage. But I also wanted to mention like bands like uh, like Crass, right? Which yeah. are not which no. are punk rock. Yes. They don't have that, I, but I, they're they barely no, hang on. are no, punk no, no. rock. Just just. Just go with me for a second, okay. Joe. Go. They are crust punk, is there what they go. are. Thank you. Crust but punk. they are crust punk. It's like, yeah. like from under sub, punk. Sub, sub, yeah, yeah, from yeah. under punk. It's, it's, a sub, barely... it's a subgenre of punk, yeah. which is basically very political. And barely be able to you know, actually play instruments. Yeah. Uh, but, or um, sing. But they also or production. But they also had a band that I loved that was on their label, which is called Rudimentary Peni. Mm-hmm. And they have a song, uh, they have a, an album called Death Church that's very much, uh, just very, very in the dark vein. And they're, I mean, they're as about as crusty crust punk as you can get. But they also had an entire album called uh, Cacophony. Cacophony. <laughs> Cacophony. Let's go with cacophony. cacophony. I like that I one like better. Cacophony. They had a, an There's album a called Jerjamush. Jamush. They had an album called Jamush. Jamush. Can you do the fandangies? <laughs> I was I was making the joke. Anyway, uh, I was making the joke. They have an album called Cacophony, which is uh, which is <laughs> or Cacophony. <laughs> what a, you know? I you mean, pick your term. It's, you know, potato, potato. Right, right. It's all cacophony. Who cacophony. says potato? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Who says cacophony besides me? <laughs> But anyway, that that is like you know, it, it's it's not as crusty and it has a lot more like a, of a dark mood to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot slower. You know what I mean? Uh, very much right. like uh, like that kind of gothy almost, like that. You know, um, uh, t- like Halloween Part Two. Yes. You know what okay. I mean? Kind of kind of a song where yeah, yeah, yeah. you hear like the the music playing in the background and he's just like, and, you know, chanting things. You mm-hmm. know, that sort of thing. Right. 
So you even like crust punk got into, you know what I mean? The dark horror kind of aspect well, of it. I, I, what I, I, I mean, I, I think it's the sort of the fear of dying makes people kind of think about things. So if you're trying to give a message to someone through music, what better subject to broach than, you know, dying, murder, uh, you know, and, and using sort of anecdotal horror movie references to kind of get those things across, you know, like maybe you should really care about your life and what you do with it. You just got deep. But I'm, I'm, but I'm saying. Well, also like, that I, ties into that, a big part of all that stuff too is sex. I mean, that play, there's always that aspect in all that stuff, in the horror stuff and everything. I mean, you yeah. have. Well, any kind of horror movie, that's, that's half of the. Well, even too, even mm. the bands. I mean, you, the Misfits with no shirts on or, you right. know, or right. Plasmatics where she's got the nipple tape and. Mm. With no shirts yeah, on. Yeah, with no shirts on or, <laughs> or you bring right. it like new, like coming with like Manson. I mean, mm. you know, wearing no corsets, no shirts, <laughs> cock plungers. Cotton, you know. Is that I mean, what it, that's called? I don't know. It sounded good. You say cockapony. Cockapony. That's a cockapony. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we blow into the cockapony. We've kind of kind of gone past the the 80s, right? We, we we've talked about like Susie and the Banshees. All the well, we didn't talk about her, but, but Susie, I just want to mention a Banshee. It, you know, <laughs> Susie and the Banshees. You know uh, what I mean? She, more of the I would say goth synth pop or new wave. Yeah. I would, I would side totally go of with that. horror yeah. bands, uh, which you know brings in things like uh, Typo Negative. Yeah, you know. Um, now we're in the '90s. Now we're in the '90s, people. The sweet, Bing. sweet '90s. <laughs> Let me go get my Jinkos. All right. Hey, listen. I'm just kidding. I never I'm wore Jinkos. I'm wearing Jinkos right now. All right. <laughs> all right. I'm wearing, like, so, wearing so nipple tape. Free state guitar sweatpants. <laughs> so. All right. And what shirt am I wearing? Curious. The Curious shirt. Yeah. That looking right. Good, that right. That right. Good. So we are we are now in the '90s. It is time to unleash Jonathan. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Well, That's my bathroom break. I like too, or, or you know, from in the just, '80s just into the you. '90s. Yeah. I mean, well, Guar was '80s. They yeah, started absolutely. In the 80s. And you know what? And we, uh, you know, even though we did an entire episode about them, we could not do this episode without mentioning Guar mm. and the mm. blood that they spew all over the place. And especially, I'm a huge Guarier, and I wasn't asked to do the Guar episode, so I'm hurt. <laughs> It was it, well. We just we went to uh, you know we went he to went the straight Guar to Ballsack and he asked him. He said, "Do you want to do this?" And he's like, "Yeah, I fucking do it for the scum dogs." <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get back on track. It was the nineties. The nineties. Wow, the nineties. Now this this is a, I think a great era for us because it takes the whole glam metal mm-hmm. kind of heavy punk rock, goofy metal. punk rock. Um, the I mean, you had you had your your big four, you know, which was was they're not really horror rock or anything like that, but you were kind of separate. You had glam metal, your big four, mm. and then when the '90s hit, you started to have pe- like bands. The '80 hair bands went out, and other bands started to begin more serious with what they were doing. I would say, I mean, someone who maybe kind of fits into that a little bit would be Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah, I would you know definitely. What I mean? With well, Eddie I, and, I, and, the, and well, the big ab- stage absolutely shows there, but that's back. That's not nineties, really. That's, well, yeah, well, that's hold 80s. on, hold on. I, I'm just saying. 80s, well, that's eighties, nineties now, and yeah, I mean, I mean, eighties uh, was the beginning of of Maiden. Well, well seven, really late seventies, but uh, yeah, 80s. I am not by any means a Maiden fan, though, no, so no, no, no. <laughs> I, no, so my knowledge on them. Is, the hills. But your state Maiden stage shows. Maiden stage shows, that was 90s. 
you know, and that was that was all. Nah, they're they were gigantic 80s. Eddie. No, oh, that that was, their their stage show became big with the big Eddie and all him coming that out. Was that was eighties. No, that, that was nineties, man. Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was eighties. He came out with that, and yeah, but it it, it got the pinnacle. Oh you know, well, of even, course, because they had their own fucking private jets and shit, so they could buy exactly. real Eddies to come out. Bruce I mean, Dickinson was doing fucking solo albums. And Bruce by Dickinson then, dude. wasn't even a uh, uh, original singer. No, no, no. It was Wolf von Ving Dingstein. Putting on the Ritz. But but uh, to me, Iron Maiden still kind of falls into that. 80s metal to yes. me. Yeah, no, and it's it's very glammy. Even and, during well, the it 90s, it is glammy, it was and very it's glammy. also it's what we were talking about before with the Monster Mash, where it's almost cartoony, cartoony yeah. horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I like agree. the head comes out. Oh, right, but, oh, but I'm saying goes back in. It's yeah. like Ocean City uh, Horror House. The hor- yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like, house, yeah. Um, but you talk about bands like like Typo Negative. Okay, so you're this is a crossover where you're you're taking. The sort of uh, new wave goth, you know, the, the synthy goth, you know, lots of piano uh, with sort of the, the metal of the 90s, you know, uh, Metallica, you know, Power Man 5000, you know, this sort of metalness that was happening. And then marrying those two together with this almost, what, vampire yeah, you know, it's yeah. Like, well, typo negative is on a, a different. It's four dudes well, from fucking New York, you know, and they talk well, like this. Hey, what's up with the? Well, typo you know. negative is on a on a different level, and I feel Power Man Five Thousand is like is is kind of like space rock, space metal. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it's more what science they're fiction. Yeah, yeah, and but Metallica, Metallica is a whole different entity. I know, but they're all know. contemporaries in the nineties. But you have more like typo negative. You also have your underground. Which is typo negative kind of area. Goth industrial. Metallica is the one who kind of broke to the mainstream with all people. I mean, metalheads liked them. Everybody. Yeah. Soccer moms played Enter yeah, Sandman. I mean, it yeah, was but just. Their stage shows were not. Their stage shows were amazing, but they weren't horror. No. The only horror about them is Kirk Hemmings' love for Bella Lugosi and well, all those yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, no, it's comic the, love. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as far as that goes. They're kind of like the mainstream. Power Man Five Thousand wasn't until like late nineties. Yeah, but I'm but I'm saying like like typo. Uh, See, I put typo negative more with your industrial, your um, ministry. Your oh, see, ministry see, though, ministry different more. sound, but I kind of put them together. Nine Inch Nails, um, ministry, typo right. negative. Um, you know, I, I just I I kind of lump them into like a category of their of their own. I'd yeah, also well, say typo three negative. different categories. <laughs> See, for, I, I mean, for me, that's how I, I would kind of, when you're separating the categories, when you're going Power Man 5000, Metallica, and typo negative. Well, no, I'm yeah, just, I mean, uh, but in, in the 90s, that was, those were the ones that you would hear. You know what I mean? Uh, your contemporary radio friendly. We'll bring it back. Yeah, we'll bring it back. I mean, on the radio, you really didn't hear typo negative. So we'll we'll take we'll take Metallica okay, not, not, out of the not equation. radio, not radio. Then uh, let's say MTV. Even okay. then, I, ah, the no, only time you saw a type of negative was like Beavis and Butthead. No, and, no, 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 no. And they were on a Headbangers Ball. They were on heavy fucking rotation. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Those people. <laughs> they were on heavy rotation on the show that you watched. <laughs> they were. <laughs> that was 45 minutes long. <laughs> no. Okay, when do we get an Olymp biscuit? What okay, is it? It wasn't 120 <laughs> minutes with what's his face. Oh, Limp Biscuit, they're a horror show. That's, that. <laughs> well, 
I, wait, wait, wait. What's his face? Um, West Borland? Yeah. yeah. Yes. The band that he left to start. Well, um, he, yeah, actually, yeah. That big is dumb a bit face. Of a thing. Yeah. Fucking rat. West Borland is awesome as shit. He doesn't but get he, enough but credit. But he also had face? all that. The, yeah. the makeup is that he awesome. did. Yeah. He, def- he definitely had a bit of a stage show himself. Exactly. Well, he, well that was his whole thing. He, he wanted that well, stage yeah, show. Well, the thing. That's what kind of set them. They were the rap rock group. Right. And they had this weird, kooky, fucking drugged out dude who was, did these phenomenal makeup, was a phenomenal artist, phenomenal mm-hmm. guitar player, and was a great guitar and oh, song player. And I mean, and he was just, you know, he played, you know, seven string Ibanez. And mm-hmm. he falls in that whole category. Now you're lumping in with Corn, Deftones, Limp Biscuit, yeah, but Nonpoint. See- and now you're going, now you're going into. Well, I was telling you before about the whole rap rock thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. We, we didn't even we didn't even break the seam yet. Yeah, on. It's veering. Off. Yeah, well, yeah. The, th- the thing is, uh, all those bands, uh, a lot of them dark tones, dark lyrics, but there's there's no visual. You know, uh, I've seen Deftones a couple times. You know, Chino jumping off stage on you know. Well, off that's amps where now stuff. that's where you're bra- you're breaking you're breaking away from now. You're going from a band where we were talking about in the beginning of mm. the stage show, the sound, and the lyrics as being a as quote being unquote, horror, horror band. band right. And you know, you're taking like Deftones is is pretty much emo core. That's a yeah. totally different aspect of now. If you're listening to the music and you're listening to the lyrics, it's mm. dark, depressing. Their tuning is low. The, right. It's very and and now you have corn too, where they didn't do any freaky kind of crazy stuff actually until later on the when they first show, started yeah. out. They were wearing like Adidas jumpsuits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now West they Coast do style. the dress like kind of like scarecrows and paint their face. You know, they right, do weird right. things. Whatever. Limp Bizkit never did any of that. No, and they well, weren't even West. really. They yeah. weren't really dark. Mm. But then you go into other bands that were in that genre that were a little more dark. Maybe not wear makeup, but you have like Fear Factory. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. very dark, very heavy, very mm-hmm. evil, and the singing on it—it's almost operatic. It's just—it's like it's, Iron Maiden. It, well, it, it but it's <laughs> on the low end. It's on the right, low end. Right, right, So but where Iron Maiden is hitting the right, hitting the, but it's still very apparatic, yeah. still very yeah, but glam rocky, but different. And tones. I mean that—that's where you break off to the point where I was talking about where you got spooky core. Where now you got a band where. You almost reverse it now, like Cold Chamber. Mm-hmm. Heavy music, dark lyrics. They dressed crazy and they did all this stuff, but they dress flam like kind of flamboyant metal, fishnet shirts, you know, dyed hair, but covered like in 70s. tattoos and cut. You know what I mean? Yeah, and back just, to the seventies. Yeah, but there's but now their stuff is a little um, goes to without like the singing and goes mm. straight to like now you're you're doing a lot of like growling and screaming. Right. Right. And then, it, you know... Um, That's where you get into the, the bands like Slipknot, which took kind of bits and pieces of all of those things and decided to add in the stage show, you know, the masks, and they wear, like, the, the jumpsuits, and they're all known by numbers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they become... I mean, I'm not saying all of their lyrics are... You know, horror movie related. No, but they're very dark. Well, subject when they matter. first came out with the first album, uh, and they did "Spit It Out," like "Wait and mm-hmm. Bleed," they did. The music video was um, with uh, "Here's Johnny," What's uh, uh, "The yeah, Shining." Yeah, yeah Nick and they were, that was the music video. Yeah. They're all in there, and that's they did it like that. But they're they're a t- 
totally different entity because they took metal and horror mm-hmm. and brought that to mainstream success. Right, but that's what I'm with saying. With actual radio hits and things like that. And but that's another another version of a and horror I, band. And that, yeah, that, yeah mm-hmm. and that breaks off. That's your more commercial. And I think the one who started the commercial success for that, in my opinion, that brought it to a new level, which you're going to hate me for, is Marilyn Manson. <laughs> now, okay. when he... I'll tell you what. When he did his first two albums and was coming up, they were... They started their whole thing, and he kind of did the Alice Cooper kind of take on thing where he it took was, it was very, serial killer names yeah, and it was, porn it was, stars or, or modeled women and stuff. Yeah, and, but it was know. very... Okay, the names, I can understand that. Uh, the lyrics, I can understand those. Uh, original, the, the first you know album, their visuals, their stage visuals, it wasn't anything different than a punk show or a well, rock show. If you didn't hear any music... I'm saying, no, yeah, but the a bunch di- of dudes but the tattooed with a little bit of eyeliner no, on. No, but the difference with their stage mm-hmm. show was Manson would be giving Twiggy a blowjob on stage, which was outrageous. He'd right. be pulling his pants down. You know, He'd that, be doing that, that happened in the seventies with Iggy Pop. Okay, this and then, and I'm not saying that it didn't, but I mm-hmm. mean. What I was saying was you're taking that same thing they're doing, and now it's becoming a mainstream household thing. Ah, see, that's, that's where the break happens, is in the 90s uh, with Marilyn Manson, Nine Inch Nails, Typo Negative, uh, Deftones. We had a thing here called um, HF Festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was put on by our lo- a local radio station. Which was killer. Shows. It was awesome. It was yeah. very much like Lollapalooza, any number of you know the big crazy mm-hmm. shows that we would we would go watch. The radio play back in the '90s was a bit more free form. You know, you could listen late at night and hear crazy ass fucking bands. You could watch you know MTV or you know all these things when it was an expression of art. Now mm-hmm. it's homogenized has to be sellable you know you know what I mean mm-hmm. there was a huge difference between then and now Joe I, I mean even though you and I are not really into any new bands right no, now no. there's still there's that's still out there you the, just have to search a little bit harder exactly uh, you just have to find it I mean during you know, gray I mean there's there are tons and tons of band, Balzac there are tons of bands that still do that but you got to weed through Miles and miles of homogenized garbage to find them. Well, just because there's not a pipeline coming to you, you know, feeding uh, it to you. I know. But, you know, like there was in the 90s when we well, had Well, you're that also kind of not going to have so. that because you're not going to high school and middle school with kids yeah, who are yeah. listening to all these different things and putting it in your face yeah. and t shirts you're seeing all the time. Right, right. Because you're waking up every day, putting on a suit or whatever you are to go to work, and you're not mm. going to walk in there and be like, hey, any new bands are whipping out their dicks yeah. and doing crazy shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's still <laughs> Iggy Pop, apparently. Yeah, well, you know, and I mean, <laughs> the, everyone who says, like, man, there hasn't been a, a good band come out since I've been in high school, that's right. because you haven't bought a new CD. Exactly. You know what I mean? Well, you I haven't exactly. checked I mean, out. Like, but in fairness, it hasn't been I wanted a good to mention, band. So, <laughs> so, like, in the 90s, I went to a punk rock show called, what was it, The Shuffle House? Oh, went yeah, to go, yeah. Went to go see a, a band I had never heard of before. M15. No, it, I, I love Pen 15. Yeah, they were <laughs> yeah. awesome. But no, it was a, a little band called AFI. 
Oh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen them before. And this was literally a one-car garage that somebody had shows at. Mm-hmm. It was BYOB. You know, you had to pay your money. And, you know, and I saw AFI for the first time. And I was like, wow, these guys are really good. Mm-hmm. And they continued to put out albums. And then they, you know, then they had an album with a, a whole bunch of their fans said, oh, you sold out. Because they did some stuff that was, like you were talking about, like emo core or screamo core or whatever right, you want right. to call it. But it was... You know, some of it got slowed down, and it was a little bit different than you know their original like punk rock roots. Hey, but yeah. a lot of people hate that album. A lot of people like that album. Right. It's very polarizing. I think it was good, and I think it's okay for a band to want to change. You know, and like I was saying before, the Damned were originally a very very punk rock band, and then became a little bit more of well, that kind of you if, know a little bit you... gothy, a little bit punk rock, goth punk sort of thing. And AFI did the same exact thing, but they did it with more new music. They were punk rock and went into a screamo kind of thing. Right. Well, here's the thing: if you do not change, if you do not push your limits as an artist, whatever you do, writing, uh, painting, music, podcasting, if you don't push yourself, you will never live up to a potential. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think a and, big and with thing, bands, too, with people don't understand, and and it's always usually people who are not artists or mm-hmm. not musicians or not people go, oh, this band sold out or this band did this. No, this band is creating something. You're not going to paint the same picture every you time. You evolve. You evolve. Right. Or the whole art aspect of it is like, I'm I'm the artist, I'm the musician. Right. I'm writing what makes me happy and what I want to do right now. Right. And, this, just, because, and just because you don't like that specific album, a, album that's what, uh, fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, then but just because it. a band gets success from something right. doesn't mean, you know, oh, they sold out or they did this. It's, it's just the evolution of what they're doing. Well, and the, the, the difference I find is if it's a made-up band, if it's a band or a group that is together... Are you talking together, about the monkeys now? Mm, like that. <laughs> Love the monkeys. Similar. Similar. You know, if it's a, if it's a, uh, a homogenized sort of made-up group by a... A commercial entity. But there's no horror boy bands, Joe. I mean, it's There just, should be. I, I well, would argue I, that yeah. all boy bands are horror bands. Hey, listen. <laughs> didn't, there you um, go. Well, it was a new kid. No, no. It was back in the sync or whatever. Boys. They did that one where they were dressed as zombies. They did a... They did a little thing. I think they were manic. Not manic. For at home, we have yeah. outstretched arms and floppy breasts. <laughs> limp-wristed. Zombie Listen, mother. <laughs> All right, let's let's correct course and get back to back to horror. We kind of we kind of jutted off. Right. We're our... missing the nineties. Is where shit really split, and there became so many genres this of horror true. music. This is true. Genres, subgenres. It became outrageous. Yes, it did. And like I said, that brings you back to your East Coast, your West Coast, your spooky core, your death metal, your black right. metal, your you know your metal bands that are radio friendly. Mm-hmm. And I mean. Like, I'm a huge Slipknot fan. Mm. They're very radio-friendly. I'm also a huge Mushroom Head fan, mm-hmm. which are not radio-friendly. No. And they get lumped in the same thing, and those two bands have battled forever because they both wear masks and they do Ooh. whatever. Yeah. I was going to ask, because I've never really listened to either of those guys, so is that what it is because they both wear masks? Well, I mean, they both they... wear, like, jumpsuits and masks, and the thing is Slipknot made it <clears> big, <throat> and supposedly Mushroom Head was doing it way before Slipknot was doing it, but Slipknot yeah. made it big. Right before Mushroomhead did, but Mushroomhead, I think they're still on Universal. I mean, they're on big labels. Yeah, 
as much as a big label puts towards a band there's, like that. There's enough money going around for both bands. I mean, oh, honestly. Yeah. Well, so, Slipknot, uh, Slipknot's in a, a much higher class. I mean, they're it's a different you, category. Every, yeah, they're making a lot of money. Right. Well, you know, I mean, so. you've got bands that came out in the the early you know two thousands like Lordy, which are. Yeah. Direct descendants from Guar, Guar <laughs> yeah. Green Jelly, you know, th those well, kinds of bands. I heard something about too. Green Jelly getting back together. Oh, recently. yes, they're going to play Jelly's a playing. show. You know who the original drummer of Green Jelly is? Hmm. Danny Carey from Tool. Really? Hmm. Who left them to join Tool. <laughs> nice. Bad decision. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> well, he probably is mad about that because they don't play as much. Yeah, I don't well. know Wikipedia that it should tell you <laughs> something. <laughs> well, they're supposed to be playing over in like uh, Philly or West Virginia in the next month or so. They yeah. just played here. Did they play here? It was, it was all over Facebook. That I'm not no, they. On. I mean, they hmm. had a they had a big they had a big uh, a big stage Jackula. show. That was right? my favorite song. <laughs> little song. pig, little pig. Nah, fuck that song. Is. No, Flight of the Skijacula. I'll, I'll look it up. Well, since we're talking about it and we're kind of getting it a little bit into the 2000s, I wanted to mention that uh, I have looked up, you know, just horror bands in general and mm. came up with a couple of ones that I, I think I'm going to have to download some of this music. because go buy their album. I'm not going to buy it. I mean, down, buy it, download <laughs> yeah. it. Well, I'm going to steal I'm it not, virtually. What am I going to, like, right. what am I going to buy? Like, I'm not going to buy a CD. I'll just download He's it. He's going to buy the internet. That's what I want to say to no, all the listeners out there. Buy a buy CD. A CD. The on. CD has to do with the artwork, the booklets, the thing it's that tangible. went into it. A tangible piece and the support art. that band. If you don't buy that, then how can you sell Curiosity Podcast stuff? Because you're going to have to buy their CD soon. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, shit. I, I played so, you uh, Lordy. Yeah, earlier today. Mm -hmm. Lordy, Lord, Lordy. Yeah, have you guys ever watched Lordy? Yeah. They're like Norwegian, mm -hmm. like... They're they're black metal. Yeah, but they... Well, mm. <laughs> That's a whole nother genre, and yeah, that's all Swedish and yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to eventually do an episode about that and talk about, like, mayhem and all that yeah, crazy. But and you I, have to get... Uh, their costumes... Negril. Their costumes are awesome. Uh, the lyrics for the songs are... Back to In like region. 1950s <laughs> cheesy. It's, it's awesome. Like, the one I played you, the devil is a loser and he's my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the devil is a loser and he's a my bitch. That's because that's all the English that they've learned to but put I together. Know, but it's, it's like 1950s cheesy, you know? It's awesome. But uh, just two of the bands that I've come across that I really, really like that I'm going to have to buy is uh, Schoolyard Heroes. Mm -hmm. They're very much in the same... I mean, their, their, their music is kind of like a... Well, this okay, is horror? Uh, well, yes. It's uh, it's like like the horror pops, mm -hmm. okay, where it has a, like a female lead singer. Yeah. And they're, the horror pops are a lot more poppy, psychobilly kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they kind of stemmed out of a band called the Necromantics, which mm -hmm. were very, very... Very, very like horror Billy, psycho oh, yeah. Billy kind of stuff. And I still then, remember the sticker. It was like a, a coffin. A coffin. It's yeah. the Necromantics. Yeah. yeah, with an X. I at remember the, end. the horror pop sticker. And then oh, yeah? it's the two lollipops like this with skulls and it's some nice. horror pops. Yeah, like, and I've, I've seen the horror pops a couple of times. And they their stage show usually consists of uh, two girls dressed in, you know, like the skeleton suits for Halloween. Yeah. But yep. they, instead of being suits, they have like kind of like a, like a, like a skeleton, like tutu sort of thing, like you know what I mean, hmm. like with the top and like skeleton tutu, and then like skeleton the leggings, yeah, and then I'm ones in. like I'm in one. <laughs> they're like negative <laughs> and positive. One's like a white dress with a black skeleton, and one's black, black dress, dress with, with a white, white skeleton. skeleton. Right. And they're really, really cool. And I, I, I saw those, those guys like 
probably like 2006, 2007. Mm. I really liked them a lot. And then, uh, and then, so Schoolyard Heroes is very much the same thing. And uh, the, the lead singer, the girl who's the lead singer, was, was, was actually a, like a trained vocalist. And she kind of met these guys that were starting this band up. And she was like, let me sing, let me sing. Mm. You know, and she joined So what you're telling them. me is you really like bands with female singers. Not necessarily, but, uh, <laughs> but I do, I do. Yeah, but there, there's another band that I haven't even got a chance to listen to called Creature Feature, which goes totally along with what we're talking about. Yep. Which I need to, I I plan on listening to you know them the on the way home. You know who the singer that band is? So no, I don't. Gilford Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> Gilford Godfrey. Affleck. <laughs> so I plan on uh, downloading both of their uh, albums and, and nice. listening to them. So anyway, well, I just, I, we got to give a shout out to uh, Dangerous D's favorite band out there, the Rhythm Coffin. Oh, uh, I, I've never they, heard him talk about it before. Hmm. The Rhythm Coffin, man. They they dress up and they kind of fall into the 19, kind of like 50s, kind of punky. Oh, that's cool. Dancing, mm. you know, zombies and skeletons and all of them. Yeah. So I just wanted to give a shout out to them. Nice. There was a band earlier that was looking at uh, Harley Poe. Harley Poe is, they. The, every album is, it's Halloween themed. It's It's horror music. It's... It harkens back to the '50s style of stuff that we were talking about earlier, and then uh, another another group uh, called Midnight Syndicate, which is instrumental music mm. um, that is very ambient uh, mm. in, in tone. And it's actually, I, th- I think that they've actually got to deal with a lot of um, independent uh, film production companies where they actually will use their their songs, their 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 music mm. as score so they're not oh, nice. hiring a, 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 a score artist but uh <laughs> so they get so so yeah so there's another you know and those guys are i mean they're strictly in that vibe that that horror that halloween you know it's october we're gonna this is the kind of music we do like oingo boingo Danny yeah, well, yeah. well oingo boingo is yeah. a dead man's dance party yeah, well, they had pretty cool live show, you know. There's also, I, I think there's like an '80s band that I came across, which was uh, that I've 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 heard of them before, but I've never listened to them. Which was a uh, Southern Death Cult, and oh, they yeah. all dress up like zombies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When they would do their live show, and they're another band. I I found something from the '80s that I haven't really listened to before. That I'm like, okay, this is another thing. Well, I need well, to start oh, wait, wait. start listening wasn't to their music too. Southern Death Cult, the precursor to other cult. I think it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I know the cult. I don't, mm. uh, but I don't know. I've I think never their original gone. Name was the Southern Death Cult. Yeah, see, I've never gone back in time and listened to Southern Death Cult. Come on, Marty. So <laughs> I you know. You gotta get enough heavy moth now. Well, another great <laughs> band that we miss for this, leading from late '90s to early 2000s, mm. would have to be Mudvayne. Absolutely, hands down, awesome, great stage show. Great, you know, face I think paint. I, I think I remember them uh, on their first uh, album, LD Fifty. Yeah, when they came with the bullet holes with the in their bullet head. Holes. And all yeah, the yeah, suit. yeah, yeah. Awesome band, which they're right now they are broken up and they have been for a little while. And the singer is uh, the singer of Hell Yeah with Benny Paul. So. We, we talked about White Zombie, right? We didn't. And we Rob didn't get, Zombie. We missed all and Rob really. Zombie even went on to produce what else? Horror movies oh, yeah. That, yeah, were, a, that were blatant ripoffs of old 70s horror movies, yeah. but he still made horror movies. You know, and you say that, but but there's a lot of people that now consider 
House of a Thousand Corpses to be, I mean, that, that, that was what, like, all the reviews said, that it's a ripoff. But now people are considering that, like, its own classic. Yeah, yeah. well, people nowadays are kind of... <laughs> oh, Joe, you're such a grumpy old man. I am! Jeez. Get off my lawn! <laughs> Yeah, I agree with Joe. Get off his lawn. <laughs> Get off you his lawn. that, but you Thanks, know what? Tell me you didn't enjoy you the damn movie. Water. No, I didn't. It. You really no. didn't? No, I always saw... Movie. It had Dwight no. Schrute in great it, for Christ's sake. No, all I fucking saw was... I thought it was cool. What? No. All I saw was... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Texas Massacre. Chainsaw, yeah. Last House on the Left, yeah. uh, and People Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Yeah. That's all I fucking saw in the entire fucking movie. Was yeah, but it was movies. his very Rob first Tommy's movie. Rob wife was in it, though. You saw that. Yeah, she was... Uh, I don't know. Okay. Okay. She wasn't okay. in it enough. Moon Unit is nice to look at. What, what is her name? Moon Sherry. Unit? Moon, <laughs> well, that's a Zappa. That's I love Sherry Moon. Moon Unit. That's a Zappa. That's our no. new band name, Moon Unit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's Dweezil Unit. You're right, Dweezil Moon Unit. That's right. All I'm saying is, Rob came from a horror band, went to make horror movies. Yeah. Kind of cool. You know, I respect Yeah, but once I, you get that status, that. you can make horror pogs. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do when <laughs> I you're think that he status. Did. I think he did make horror pogs. <laughs> I think we got a trademark. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> I, I have to bring it back, though. The hottest female, and not even a front woman, but the hottest female in horror metal music. The first chick I ever had a crush on, Shania Salt. Oh, White hell yeah. Right. That Hands coffin bass? Oh, man. Dude, just smoking yes. hot. That little what tiny is, jean jacket. Look like a little mm, Barbie doll. You put yeah. that shit on. Look, what is a, she, does she have a... She has a new band, too, right? Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. What's her new um, band called? Does anybody know? Star and Dagger is one of the Yeah, that's one of them, but she had a different yeah. one. Star and Dagger is the all-female band. Mm. She had another one like that was L7. a three-piece. I don't know. I don't know if he ever. 90s, buddy. <laughs> now listen, that next year you're going to talk about garbage and stuff. Only because Butch Vig was in it. I don't. <laughs> Butch Vig playing in garbage because he produced every great band's album. He's like, I, the you 90s, know, I just decided to play some drums in garbage. Shirley Manson needed this. <laughs> Kind of like in Golden Child, where the uh, where the little kid just like like God. puts the spoon into the into the gruel and the blood starts to come out. We uh-huh. just scratched the surface and a little bit of blood came out. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> one drop. Of I think you owe Eddie Murphy royalties. Just I know. For saying that. I, know. I, I, I want the knife. <laughs> I'll make Disney films. <laughs> I don't know. No, there's. I mean, there's a lot more bands out there, and I found out about a lot of bands. We could probably even have a, you know, horror bands episode two. You mm-hmm. know, if we wanted to. I mean, oh, this is probably gonna go like two hours. Murder long, Dolls, The Moans, Nightmare, yeah, Sonata, The Other, One Eyed Doll, Rosemary's Baby, Sam Hain. One Eyed Doll. The, oh yeah. The female oh. chick. Yeah. No. We didn't even. We didn't no. even get into. The fact no. that that, Come on that, now. that Danzig and some of the other members went on to make Samhain and then continued on to we Danzig. Touch on that. I know. We were talking about Danzig starting fights. But I'm saying, we again, well, there's a million things. We didn't, the get into the whole, we didn't even talk about really Manson. We didn't talk about Nine Inch Nails. How, we didn't talk about any of that. We didn't talk about the yeah, whole Nothing nails, Interscope little... Nine Inch Nails is not really a horror that. band. Ooh, dark, not, crazy show, leather straps, this and that. Crazy. Not really a horror hey, band. No, I would I would consider them more okay. Uh, Trent does not like to call it industrial. It is oh, more, you're on a first name basis with the fucker. Uh, <laughs> uh, seriously, the guy is pretty fucking rad. 
Oh, he is. He's great. Um, he, he's the uh, one who produced and played guitar and stuff on Antichrist Superstar for Manson. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, bef- he was doing a bunch of stuff with them. I mean, the band Flood eventually morphed into Manson's band. Flood. Flood. Yeah. Trent was Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. He, he was originally so was the guy. Patrick Fleffit from Filter. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, well, and then they made that one horrible album. It was all radio pop. Um, Filter was good. It was. What I'm saying is, they're not really horror. Nine Inch Nails was never really horror. But we just, we touched, you, we brought up fucking Limp Biscuit and shit. You know what I mean? Only you because gotta, of really West Portland. Okay. I think. For Durst. Yeah. With Nine Inch Nails, <laughs> they put on a, a dark stage show. Is it dark when you go in there, or is it bright and poppy? No, no, no. It's dark. Is the music dark and um, yeah, um, well, The stage show is what more. What is it, cacophony? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the stage show is more avant garde. So. No. Oh, his earlier stuff, now he's not. His earlier stuff, Pretty Hate Machine, all that stuff. Um, downward spiral. I mean, come on, dude. Look uh, okay, at that but, fucking the videos were. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, but you're also you can't you can't just because something is dark and heavy. You can't just automatically we're say about the it's stage show too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, back then the stage show really consisted of sort of sadomasochistic, shocking. You know, uh, more debaucherous. And I think it. one and of the the. Genres were top of was shock rock, right? True, true. Bing, 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 bing. I agree, I agree, I agree. But what I'm saying is that, uh, I don't know, Nine Inch Nails kind of skirts that line. You know what I mean? Uh, See, uh, now they do. I Back then, Pretty Hate Machine, Downward Spiral, mm-hmm. all that, I think they were, dude, I saw that video when the dude's tied up and there's pigs and all this, that See, when I was videos, young. That shit was like, whoa! Yeah, but videos, I that mean, was that's, creepy. that's production value. That's time, so effort, and pressure. Well, that's, you know, yeah. that's one of the things that we talked about, Tool, but I didn't want to bring them up because well, the videos oh, yeah. were awesome, but they, they they didn't really have a stage show. They did, though. Maynard always painted himself uh, did crazy things. Not until after Lateralis. Before no. that, yeah. No. Undertow, it was a bunch of Canadians Under, Undertow, playing he music. Didn't. Undertow, he didn't. Are you talking about Rush? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but before Lateralis, it was... Um, Opiate or whatever they did stuff when they toured for that little mm-hmm. thing they put out, he painted himself with like blue ball, like blue with like balls. He was like crazy looking. <laughs> well, after <laughs> he was like blue with pink. I got balls. some of those myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when he started working with uh, Les Claypool, yeah, it got weird. See, this is the thing with with horror bands. It's so broad and so crazy that you can you can take any number of 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 song band or time and kind of put them in that category, even if it's brief, you know what I mean? Um, and that's one of the great things about horror bands. And like we said, I mean, it, it spans so many different genres. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, you know, we really didn't get into, into much horror rap. We just kind of briefly mentioned it. We did quite a bit on horror punk mm-hmm. there, you know, there was so much, you know, goth, you know what I mean? And there, there was a lot that we, we didn't, didn't cover like country. But you know, here yeah, is there well, horror Hank, country. Hank Williams Jr. Sixteen horsepower. I think I think oh, country yeah, is horror yeah, country. Okay. Johnny Cash in his later years, like like American Five, that whole album, that's dark as shit. Yeah, but it but he you didn't put on a stage, stage show. show. <laughs> I, 
well, no stage show Joe. It him. is Johnny Hold Cash on, in black <laughs> on stage. In prison. Yeah. <laughs> you know, dark Johnny. But I'm saying it's Johnny Cash. Okay, so. He is the man in black. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> what about the, with the, wh- that, with the apocalypse that the, he opens that album with, that song? Uh, yeah, that's that's, 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 that's the bad. American Five album. Yeah. 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 Great album. Rick Rubin. Yeah. All I can say is this, is that if there's anything that we could come out of the entire Horror Vans episode with, is that we know that Rock Lobster is not (laughs) Not. a horror song. And this episode is dedicated to Rod Lobster. Rod Lobster. We're okay. Shredder. You can keep Monster Mash in. You can keep Monster Mash in. Rock Lobster needs to be thrown out. That's That's right. That's it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for coming out. Thank you Thanks for, for having us. Thank you. So, it was a good time. Again, thank you so much, John. I really appreciate oh, you coming you. out, man. Check out Free State Guitars. He's doing some awesome work out there, making guitars that you can pick up and, I don't know, buy, play. Yeah. Know, and why buy, isn't play. your little brother's name Lon? <laughs> I think Ron, you know, John, we, and Lon. We should, should open a, a surf shop. <laughs> <I> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Well, really, the original name was Darfunk. Darfunk. Ron, John, and Biblical Darfunk. names. Deuteronomy. Yeah. Nice. John Moosh. John We are Moosh. out of here. Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us, facebook.com backslash the Curioso Podcast. Check out our merchandise on zazzle.com backslash Curioso Podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash Curioso Podcast. On the left-hand side of the Curioso.com, you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link. And if you're a real Curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. It's not like I practiced it. I I basically did one take off the cuff. Yeah. And that shit was fucking tight. (laughs) Do the Fandango.